Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons, we are just happy you're here. So join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. All right, let's creep. <laughs> okay, so first things first, uh, Pilot Pete low-key dropped a spoiler for Clayton's season on his podcast. Have you heard about this yet? No, please share more. So actually, someone from the She's All Batch Facebook group brought this to my attention. So uh, shout out to the Facebook group. Thank you. I went to Peter's pod and I found the spoiler. So Jackie and I are unspoiled. We plan to remain that way. Um, this just highlights a front runner. So if you don't want to know, scroll ahead like two minutes. So this is what Pilot Pete said on his pod. Put it this way. I'm not going to tell you what happens or what doesn't happen, but odds would have it that I flew to Orlando on my last trip and I had a layover and wasn't supposed to have a long layover there. But long story short, I uh, had a buddy of mine that I ran into that was, I met at uh, flight training when I was in initial new hire training for United. Anyways, we became good friends, ran in, in the hotel lobby. Can we get to the point, Peter? Like, like, I don't care about you going to Orlando. I don't care about your friend. Unless your friend is literally Clayton. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> right. And also, like, what did you have for breakfast that day, Peter? Okay. Continuing what he said. Get to the point, Peter. I then go to this other bar. We run into this group of people, really nice people. They work for the Orlando Magic. And super random coincidence, one of the girls is good family friends with Rachel. Mm. And uh, I hear something that will confirm that she goes very far, but I will not tell you what happens. So I can't believe he said that, honestly. I can't believe he said that either, but also like way to fucking build the fuck up to this story only to say like, I can't really tell you what happens, but... She's a front runner. Even like a dumb person watching the show would be like, yeah, obviously she's a front runner. She had an intro package and she had a hot and heavy one-on-one. -on -one. And like, I'm assuming she wins. I don't know, but I'm not an idiot. So she wins. That's who I think too. And yeah, like we said, we're totally unspoiled. This is just like our opinions from watching the episodes. So I also have a theory about Bachelor Nation fans in general. So when okay. people say that they think someone wins and it's the majority of people who say that that person wins before they get airtime, I am convinced it's just people who read spoilers and then just go around pretending to make guesses. Like, so mm. everyone has said Rachel wins before she even got any screen time. Like, it's the same thing that happened with Nick Vial. Before Vanessa even had any airtime, Everyone says right. she won because Reality Steve put out the spoilers that she won. So I don't actually believe that people make like educated guesses. I think they just find out who wins and then go about spreading rumors saying that they won. Yes, I agree with that before people have their one-on-one -on -one dates. Because I do yeah. think like after seeing Rachel's one-on-one -on -one date, I was like, oh, this is confirming to me that there's definitely a legitimate connection here. So she's going to go far. Um, but yes, up until that when it's like literally eight different intro packages of random people and they're like, okay, so this person, this person, this person, but they ignore the other ones. I'm like, what are you basing this off of? Like sometimes even just from the pictures that ABC releases, people are oh, like, I know. oh, Susie. And it's like, what, what can you tell from Susie's literal picture on ABC? I am literally the worst. Like I cannot look at the lineup ever, like any yeah. season. I remember specifically looking at Caitlin Bristow's lineup and I'm like, okay, let me just try. And I remember seeing Jared Haben's photo and Jared okay. Haben got fourth. So he was a front runner. He went far. I was like, he's getting sent home night one for sure. Like I was like, <laughs> no way in hell he's going home. Like who is that guy? And then he ends up in the top four. So I clearly suck at predicting based on looks alone. 
Yeah, I, I don't think anyone can be good at it though. Like I think you're just like what you're saying, the people that predict that stuff might just be boiled and lying about it. Cause it's just a picture. How can you say someone's a night one go home from just a picture? Yeah, so even Jimmy Kimmel put Rachel in the top two. Rachel, funny, blonde, seems to have a good personality. Rachel will be in your top two for your number one pick, according to my wife, Molly. All right, enough with the drum roll, it's getting annoying. <laughs> Is Susie the wedding photographer? I don't know, I think it's a toss up. I think the fact that everyone keeps saying that Susie's gonna be the bachelorette, like, well, if she's gonna be the bachelorette, then she doesn't win, guys, so. The fact that everyone's going so hard for Susie as Bachelorette is kind of a spoiler, no? I don't know, but do you think they have the Bachelorette picked already now? I don't think they do. Not necessarily, but I think people can predict who will fill that role later on. Yeah, they can predict, but it's not necessarily like a, a spoiler versus like people who got spoilers from Clayton's season and are saying, oh, I think Rachel goes far or whatever it is. Yeah, but no one's saying Rachel's gonna be the Bachelorette. So true. I just think Susie gives off that essence. People were comparing her to Hannah Brown and what she looks yeah. like. I don't know. So we'll see. I mean, we'll that's see. what that's Peter's like lukewarm tea he has that he <laughs> ran into a friend of Rachel's and she said something. But like we also needed to know like that what Peter ate for breakfast that day in order to get to that story. So Yeah. Speaking of Peter, when I was creeping on the interwebs, I stumbled upon um, Peter's Bumble profile. I don't have Bumble, it was in like a Facebook group. So I figured, you know what, I'm gonna take some screenshots and we're gonna read through this baby and see see what it's like to scroll on Bumble and spot Mr. Pilot Pete. I would love to find Pilot Pete. I was the one who screenshotted um, Blake's profile. I like saw his on Bumble once, but we did not match, unfortunately. Yeah, well we talked about it on a previous episode. We questioned if these people are actually on Bumble yeah. or if Bumble pays them. But don't you think like Peter wants ass enough that if like all these girls are I don't I just don't think he needs to go on Bumble to do that. He literally can walk outside and everyone will be like, It's Peter from The Bachelor. I mean, he's going to bars and not getting recognized and getting upset okay, about it. That was it. just one bar and he was upset about it, which leads me to believe that at most bars it's he not the norm. Recognized. Yeah. Okay, so, wait a second. His profile picture like low-key looks like an ABC headshot, but I'm not quite sure, so I'm not gonna, it <laughs> oh looks very God. like, it's like a, like a LinkedIn profile picture. Okay. Peter, 30 years old, about me. I love mm -hmm. seeing where life takes me, live for the adventure. Well, okay. dating 30 girls <laughs> on TV, sure. Very adventurous. He's 6'3", which is news to me because the camera makes you look shorter, Peter. Yeah, that is news to me too. Very interesting. Okay, continue. He's he's active with weights. Like cool. <laughs> I know you can put your like your little interests there or whatever it is. What what are the icons that he's picked? Okay. Under the bio. It's um a measuring stick and it says that he's 6'3". Mm-hmm. Survey says that's a lie. Uh he <laughs> has weights and he's active with them, sure. He's a Leo okay. and I don't know what, what symbol that is and he has his undergraduate degree no but uh, under that doesn't it have like little, oh i'm like, sorry activities it's like endearing that you are so a married lady you don't know about the apps and what, all the things that they say <laughs> sorry okay so then his interest <laughs> his interest besides the weights and the undergraduate degree besides the weights 
He likes football, he likes concerts, exploring new cities, dogs, and he likes ambition. Okay. Is ambition really an interest? Okay. Not really, but sure. He will never shut up about his dog trip. Okay, well that's interesting because it's news to me that he had a dog trip. If he doesn't show up, shut up about his dog, <laughs> why have we never heard of his dog before? And then it shows him jogging shirtless on a dock. Very nice. And yeah, that is all we have in this profile. That's so it? W- oh would my you gosh. Weak like no profile. mention of the fact that of like, hey, I was I was on The Bachelor once. Yeah. Um I'm going to be honest, I don't know if I would swipe right. This is a very weak profile, I must say. And it is not I guess I understand him not wanting to highlight the whole bachelor incident but that seems like that would be an interesting story and something that makes him more interesting or he also didn't even mention that he's a pilot which is also a huge part of his life I think that would be and that's a cool thing to put on like that's a cool job it's interesting it's like a good icebreaker something to talk about this is very bland wait the thing I don't shut up about is my dog trip but like I'm a pilot and that was my whole personality on the show Right, like I literally have Christmas sweaters with planes on them, and I've never spoken about my dog publicly ever, but yeah. And no mention of Barb, like, you know how they say, like, <laughs> must love dogs? Like, it needs to be, like, must love my mom, must be able to deal with a very clingy family. Must love Barb. I don't really see much success from this Bumble profile, Peter, because I don't think you're being your true self. You also yes. didn't say how fucking indecisive you are, which I think is needed. You people no, he need can't to know that. Say that on the dating app, then he'll never get any swipes. He needs to keep that one to himself. He needs to make sure they don't see his season. I yeah, <laughs> must not be a Bachelor fan. Honestly, must be, yeah, that should be his bio. Don't watch The Bachelor. Yeah. So there was a very interesting TikTok uh, that came out recently, and it is dissecting the finale promo, which we've talked about before on the show. But she calls out specifically that. The promo tries to make you think that Genevieve and Shanae are the final two, which obviously mm-hmm. isn't the case. Um, right. But she actually is pointing out like specifics on the dress. In the close-up of Shanae, she has like some sort of like jeweled, bedazzled neckline right. on her dress. But then when they show like the back of the person who they're trying to make you think is Shanae, like the dress is totally different. So she's just kind of calling out that. Right. The dresses don't match up. Those things do not line up. Yeah, exactly. So she's calling out, I love this. I love for people to be aware of what the fuck is going on. ABC is not actually spoiling the final two, guys. However, Miss Katie Thurston commented on it. I think her comment was pretty telling about how she feels about the show. She replied, so the the TikTok says that the promos are manipulating us as fans. And she writes, manipulation? No, this is reality TV. And... My first thought was like, is your NDA up, Katie? Like, why are you so that openly like... That was my like- first thought too. That's exactly what I was going to say. And like, she's not actually like revealing any behind the scenes things here, but like, she's making it very clear that she feels a certain way about the show. And I don't know if you're really allowed to say that yet. Yes, I 100% agree. That's exactly what I was thinking is that, especially because I feel like their NDAs are obviously I've never seen one but from what I've heard in talking to people that have been involved with it they are very particular about like you do not talk about the production aspects of this show like all this behind the scenes stuff that's what they're trying to protect the most so for Katie someone who was just recently on the show definitely not out of her NDA to be like producers are manipulative on a public forum like TikTok like that I would think she's getting a call from ABC being like delete that also, I do want to shout out the girl whose TikTok it was. Jilly D, shout out. 
Jillian, and it's at Jilly D with three E's. Thanks, Jelly D. Yeah, I don't think ABC is gonna call Katie over this. I don't think this is this big of a deal. I don't think she's disclosing that much here, but I do feel like it's telling as to how she feels about her experience. I mean, yes. Between everything she's been through on the show and then like all of that, and you didn't end up with the person that you chose, all the Greg stuff, ending up with your like your number 20th guy. Literally. I don't because know. Because also, too, like think about some of the other leads that are in better good graces with the producer. Like, Nick Vile would never say something like this. Right, that's true. Ben Higgins would probably never say something like this. Um, Hannah Brown, I feel like even though I don't know exactly how she feels about her experience, I think she's just, like, moved on in the sense that, like, she's not going to comment about anything Bachelor-related because she's like, I don't care. But the fact that Katie is very much, like, going out of her way to say something and say something negative, I think you're totally right, shows how she feels about this. She's still holding on to some sort of resentment, anger right. or something. Right, because she could also just scroll past the video. You don't have to stop and write it. Right. Like oh, she absolutely. wasn't tagged in it. This isn't your season. It's not really relevant yeah. to you. There's really no reason to comment that. So we see you, Katie. Mm-hmm. And when you're ready to chat, you know who to call. <laughs> who are you gonna call? She's, She's a bunch <laughs> Okay, moving on. Unless you've been living under a rock, you've seen that like, All of Bachelor Nation hung out this week. Yeah. Like, every (laughs) single person has hung out with every single other person. And I think it begs the question that, um, do they have other friends outside of people from the show? And, like, do you lose your real-life friends after the show? Or is it that you only document your interactions with people from the show because that's what's going to get you more engagement? I think it's the second one. I think yeah. I don't think everyone is a horrible friend to their like <laughs> back home pre-television friends. I think it's just that. I think they know that when they're all together and they post about it, people get excited and they get engagement and that's all of their jobs now. So, yeah, whatever is going to get people talking and we are talking mm-hmm. specifically There was a guy group hangout, and it was Nate and Rodney from Michelle's season, and then Blake, Andrew, and Greg, sad boy Grippo from Katie's season. And everyone was freaking out about the Blake slash Greg, sad boy Grippo reunion. And at first, I didn't think it was that crazy, because I feel like they are both so far removed from Katie, like there's really nothing there. Are they? That is... Okay, continue. That is until I saw Blake's post and his caption. He's standing next to Greg. They're Mm -hmm. holding drinks. And he goes, I know it looks like beers, but it was actually tea. And I feel like, how can that not be a subtle hint at something? Like, that has to be. Oh, absolutely. And the fact that you were like, oh, they're so far removed from it. I'm kind of like, especially in Blake's case, like, is he? He was engaged to this woman not that long ago. And I think for Blake and for Greg, they are two people that I think genuinely had like emotional relationships with Katie. Like it's obviously very different for Greg than it is for like Andrew, who also was on Katie's season. And you know, they had a little moment, but I would believe that Andrew, once removed from the environment of the show, is like, oh yeah, what a weird thing to be involved in. And then has now moved on. Whereas like, I really feel that Greg was deeply affected by the situation. And I would assume Blake was, because he was literally engaged to her in real life. Yeah. And then with the whole stuff with John Hershey, I'm sure he's bitter. I don't know. I don't really count Blake and Katie's engagement for some reason. In my soul, I just don't think of them as a former couple. They were engaged in the real world. That does, no, they weren't. Like, yes, they, they were. They, the only times they hung out, John Hershey was there on a helicopter. <laughs> like, they never actually spent time together as an engaged couple for the most part. Are you saying, like, do you count Katie and Greg's relationship as a real relationship? Yes, 
I, what? I was actually okay. Yeah, I do because I I do wonder if like when Greg sees the rain falling from the sky, I truly mm-hmm. believe that he thinks of Katie because of all the times <laughs> right. they like frolicked in the the rain together on the show. But I think with Blake, it was like, all right, Greg went home. I like you more than Justin, so. I guess I'll get engaged to Blake. The ring's free. Yeah, but from Katie's perspective, I think from Blake's perspective, I think he really did care for Katie. Like, clearly we know from the situation, Katie was the one to call off the engagement. So I'm sure he had his feelings hurt. His breakup just wasn't broadcasted on TV because it was after the show, whereas, like, Greg's was. But I think they both had pretty strong feelings. Katie made it clear that she and Blake are never, ever, ever getting back together. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. So I think Blake needs to get over it. Um, if he is Give still... the man some time to grieve I mean, his relationship. It's been longer than they were together since. Has it actually? I'm sure it has. Has that. it been 15 minutes? Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. So what do you think Greg and Blake are talking about? What's the tea that he's alluding um, I do, to? I do wonder what these guys talk about in general. Because these are it's a mix between people from Michelle's season and Katie's season. Do they mm-hmm. just all hang out and say, like, how many Instagram followers do you have? What deals do you have going on? Well, yeah, I'm sure they definitely talk about business and stuff and brands and what they're doing. I did but... think it was funny that they all got photos on their feeds. It's like when you do, like, YouTube stars do collaborations. It's like, oh, you come on my YouTube channel and I'll go on yours because it's, like, spreading the love. They all got to – they all see that by, like, being on each other's Instagram pages and tagging you all, that helps you all grow. I'm sure they all saw Instagram increases this weekend. Absolutely. But I do wonder what the tea is. I wonder what's left to be spilled. Katie's moved on. Yeah, but I think these these boys are still sad boys. I think Blake is secretly still a sad boy, too. And I think it's more so just them, I don't know, maybe finding like some camaraderie that they both got their heart broken by the same girl. And they can be like, yeah, that happened to me too. Let's cry about it. Yeah. And then Justin comes out of nowhere and he's like, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, me too, guys. I dated Katie too. And we're like, who are you? Um, yeah. Yeah. So moving on, more Bachelor people hung out and that mm-hmm. was Blake Horstman, Grocery store Joe and Noah Herb, which I didn't know his last name was Herb, but apparently it is. Okay. Um, he took a picture and he captioned it. I was gonna play Mary Fuck Kill, but I would be killed too many times. So, which characters of Golden Girls would we be? First things first, Blake. There are four Golden Girls, and I refuse yeah. to let Dorothy be left out of this. So I'm not <laughs> even gonna name which Golden Girl you are. Two, I think in the spirit of, you know, Valentine's Day's coming up it would be a good idea. Let's play and let's, I've rounded up a couple of other guys that I think we can go through. However, we are not ax murderers. So we're going to play marry, fuck, send home on a one-on-one date. <laughs> okay. Can it be on a two-on-one date though? So it's a little bit more dramatic and mean. Um, not sure. mean, but you know. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Send I, home. <laughs> wherever you want to send him home is fine. Do not me. give okay. a rose to. Okay. Anyway. Continue. So let's start with Blake's uh, threesome here. So it's Blake okay. Horseman, Noah Herb, and Grocery Store Joe. Ugh, this is hard. And honestly, I'm looking at the list of all the other ones you've prepared. They're all really hard, too. I know what I'm doing, Jackie. I know what I'm doing. Okay. I would. Mar- mm, no. It's so uh, hard. It's hard. It's hard when all you want to do is, like, just jump grocery store Joe's bones like I almost actually commented on Blake's photo and said okay Blake you're Blanche Noah's Sophia 
and I'll fucking marry Joe. But then I'm like, huh, I'm a married lady. Maybe I shouldn't write that. So I didn't say that. But it's really hard when you want to do both things with Joe. Well, yeah, but if you're married, the the fucking is implied. It's more so just like, would this be someone you'd want to spend time with outside of that activity? Um, oh, okay, so marrying is marrying and fucking. Yeah. That's helpful. Okay. Fucking just like a, a one night stand. Well, then this is really easy. Oh, see, I don't know if it is, though. Noah does absolutely nothing for me. So he's getting sent home. Well, I was going to say maybe marry Noah, because I think he actually is really sweet. Like, he's so nice to Abigail. I think he would actually be a good husband. And then fuck grocery store Joe, kill Blake. So you're going to do that to Abigail? That's fucked up. Yeah, I am. I am. Okay. Sorry. This is an imaginary yeah. world. Abigail will get over it, I think. <laughs> so, Blake, I'm going to I'm gonna marry you. I know you think you're going to be wow. killed, but I'm going to marry Blake. Um, and then, I'll, oh, wait. I'm sorry. <laughs> Scratch that. I'm going to marry Joe because if sex is implied with marriage, I'm going mm-hmm. to marry Joe. Yeah. And I want to just spend time with him. I want to make pasta with him. I just want to spend. You want to like, eat his amazing yeah, sauce. Yeah, his sauce <laughs> in more ways than one. Um, so, And then I'm going to fuck Blake, I guess. Um, you know he's good at it because he clearly did it a lot at Stagecoach. That doesn't always mean you're good at it, but True. sure. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to have sex with you, Blake. And then, Noah, you're going home. Sorry, buddy. Okay. Dang. Okay, next Next one. Next round. Um, And feel free, guys, if you're listening at home, answer out loud. I want to hear, we want to hear your answers. Really think through this thought exercise, yeah. Yeah, this is very serious, so you need to put a lot of thought. Okay. Okay, you want to do the next one? Uh, Yeah, sure. So you have Tyler, I'm assuming Tyler C, Grocery Store Joe, and Sad Boy Greg. This one also, these are probably like my three favorite people in Bachelor. I know. Um, I think my, shoot, my answer is unpopular. I already know what it's going to be. If you Actually, send- I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I really want to hang out with Sad Boy Greg, but I don't think enough to not do anything with the other two. I, okay, well, here's the thing. I have to marry or fuck Tyler C. I, I cannot send him home. I love him, but I am like, will he actually be a good husband? He's definitely giving me fuckboy vibes, in which case, who should be my husband? I used to love grocery store Joe. I'm just not as into him these days. All right, I'm saying fuck Tyler C., marry sad boy Greg, send home grocery store Joe. I want to... I love sad boy Greg. (laughs) Someone said that Greg doesn't go down on girls. Ugh, I forgot that little tidbit, and now this might affect my answer. He's not very adventurous in bed, according to that one person. Um, So I'm gonna, I'm gonna send Greg home, even though I really do want to, I really just want to, you know, cuddle with him, but I'm gonna send him home. I'm gonna fuck Tyler, obviously, and I'm going to marry Joe again. The thing with Joe, though, and like I'll keep this brief because we have we have a lot of people to go through, but (laughs) he has been rubbing me the wrong way ever since he's become like a massive Warner Brothers ABC shill who's like sitting on his podcast, always being like, "You just gotta be open and trust the process." I'm like, dude, shut up. Yeah, he's acting like there's no editing involved on the show anymore. He's very much like a ABC. Yeah, and it's like, I Good get guy. it. Like, that's his job. Like, make that money any way you can. If I was offered a, a job to do that, maybe I would. But, like, dude, I don't know if I could be married to someone like that. We have conflicting interests. Don't you want to eat pasta? Savoy Greg can probably make some pasta. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe while he's crying over the rain. So Get, get some of his tears <laughs> in the pasta water to give it some <laughs> extra flavor. <laughs> okay. Um, Next one. Peter Weber. Why did I throw Peter in here? I think it's a good one. Peter Weber, Blake Moynes, and Andrew Spencer. Hmm. I mean, 
I think we have to send Peter home collectively, right? Well, I don't know. You well, people, like Blake a lot more than I do, so I don't know. Yeah. I like Blake a lot more than most people do, I feel. Yes, I would agree with that statement. <laughs> I'm going to marry Andrew. I was going to marry him. Andrew, too. I think he would be a great husband. Very sweet. Very fun. I'll fuck Blake. I'm not touching Peter. Goodbye. I think I'm fucking Peter and sending home Blake. Okay. For the same logic of Blake Horseman, I'm like, Peter fucks. Like, you you know he, like, is good at it. Because, okay, good. there's something that doesn't add up. All these girls that were intertwined and, like, in this web of Peter Weber, there's a reason, and it's not his, like, charm, you know? Okay, I need to point out, if you have sex with Peter, it's probably going to be in Barb's house. Or a windmill, might I remind you. Keep that in mind. You're going to fuck in Barb's house. Two, you seem to think just because people have sex a lot, that means they're good. (laughs) Yes. Practice makes perfect. Yes. A lot of sex does not a good lover make. So I don't think you should be thinking that. Also, Hannah Brown herself said the last romp in the sack with Peter wasn't good. She said the last one. But what about the first four in the windmill? Four times in one eve? She's drunk on champagne in the windmill. I don't trust that judgment. (laughs) Okay, fair. Okay. Well, that's my answer. Anyway. Moving on. Yosef. Claire's Yosef. Like, crazy, evil mm-hmm. villain from Claire's season. Brendan, um, Bachelor in Paradise. Piper's Brendan. Yeah. And then Luke Parker, Ugh. which blasts okay. from the past, the villain from Hannah's season, who I don't even know how to describe him. Just, if you don't know him, look him up. Yeah. Exactly. This one's... I don't know. Okay. Kill, kill or no. Send home Yosef. Absolutely. We're not dealing with that. Um, oh I think I would have to fuck Luke Parker just so we, like, do it once and move on. Also, it's like, <laughs> would he even fuck? Like, he is the one who was so angry with Hannah for having sex. So maybe I would be like, fuck Luke Parker, and he'd be like, no, I can't. And then we would just move on. No, in this situation, he's going to do it. He'll be like, okay, okay fine. fine. Fine, so we'll, we'll just do it once, get it over with. Fuck Luke Parker and then marry Brendan because I can't deal with Luke Parker for the, my whole life. Brendan, I <laughs> no, think. No, I would, I would literally like, oh my God. <laughs> so I, do I you don't agree with this answer or do you have different No, opinions? I think I, I hate Luke Parker. I'm sorry. I really just so didn't. You would send him home? Yeah. And Yosef? Scared. Okay, sorry. I, I, I Trust me, this is not a good threesome here. <laughs> I, that's why I made it hard on purpose. I'm going to fuck Yosef. I'm going to send Luke Parker home, and I'm going to marry Brendan. Oh, so you're fucking Yosef. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to do it one time and okay. get it over with. I can't be in the same room as Luke Parker. That's fine. I get it. Also, it would get confusing because your last name's Parker. Right, and I'm going to be like, wait. It's too weird. <laughs> are you like my brother? <laughs> um, okay. This one's tough. Oh, see, I think this is the easiest one. Anyway, continue. Well, it's, it's funny because there are three people that are very much talked about on the show. So Angel yeah. on Earth, Michael A., Mm-hmm. F-O-T-S-B-H, friend mm-hmm. of the show, Ben Higgins, or John Hershey? Um, Mary, Angel on Earth, Michael A., Obviously. fuck Ben Higgins, and right. send home John Hershey. Yeah, Duh. that's that's pretty <laughs> easy, actually. You're right. Um, okay, Jared Haben, a.k.a. Dawson Dimitri Brady's dad, Jared, Jared wow. Haben. The Dawson Dimitri Brady Haben. Wow. <laughs> Nick Vial or Dean? Is this Dean, um, Unglet. like, Kaylin's no, 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 I know, I know that who, but I'm saying, is this Dean, like, 
I feel like Dean has grown a lot. Is this Dean in the way that he is with Kaylin, like more mature, or is this fuckboy Dean from Paradise a few years ago? Well, every single person, we have to take them at 2022 value. Okay. We can't just be like, oh, this is Dean from 2016. Okay, then good. Then I would marry Dean, fuck Nick, and send home Jared. Actually, oh, Jared is a good husband to Ashley. He is really sweet. No, but I think Dean and Kaylin are really strong, and he's been really sweet with her. Andy said that sex with Nick was the most lady boner killing experience of her life. I forgot about that, too. Okay, but he is hot. He's hot, yeah. I I, I agree with your exact lineup. I'm going to marry Dean. And I'm going to fuck Nick and say bye to Dawson's dad. (laughs) Dawson's dad. (laughs) Okay. Last one. Three former bachelors. We have Ari, Sean Lowe, and Chris Holes. I think Chris Holes is one of the hottest people to ever be on the show. Okay. <laughs> I, I think I need to um, marry him. I'll live marry, on the farm with wow. him. Okay. I'm going to live on the farm. You want the farm life. Okay. I don't. Actually, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't know. That's fine. Everyone has their own feelings about the farm. I'm so stressed over this. I don't want to move to the farm. Well, what if you were married, but you just didn't live there? Okay. <laughs> no, I'm going to fuck Chris. I'm going to marry. I think I would marry Ari. Ari, yeah, like, Ari has so much money. I would move to Scottsdale and have a little YouTube influencer. Yeah. We have millions of dollars life. And I guess fuck Chris Souls and then send Wow. So no one ever agrees with me when I, like, say how much I love Chris Souls. People usually are against me. Um, you think Chris Souls is hotter than Sean? Yes. Yeah, I, I, don't, I wouldn't say I, like, love Chris Souls, but given the two choices, I would pick Chris Souls over Sean. Okay. okay. Yeah, same. Sean gives me like an ick. I don't know. Mm. The ick. That's all the creeps we have for this week. If you find anything while creeping on social media, be sure to DM me at She's All Batch, and we may talk about it in next episode. Okay, you guys, Valentine's Day is coming up, and the perfect pairing for a romantic dinner for two is a great wine. But if you're like me, picking a wine is kind of overwhelming because I don't even know where to start, and that's why I'm obsessed with Bright Cellars. So Bright Cellars uses a wine algorithm to match you with wines that you are guaranteed to love. All you have to do is take a 30 second quiz and they match you with wines based on things you like. And I really liked taking the 30 second quiz about myself because it was fun. Yeah, I just had a great Merlot sent to me from Bright Cellars and it has become my new favorite and I can be super picky with wine, so this is big for me. Um, Each wine comes with an education card that includes information on region the wine is from tasting notes, food pairings, and serving temperature so you can have the ultimate Valentine's Day date night in with the perfect wine to go with it. And you can always switch up the amount of reds, whites, and rosés if you are a seasonal wine drinker, or you can skip an order whenever you want. Plus, if you become a Bright Sellers member, that means you get access to their premium wine portfolio before wines even hit the market. And even if you're not a regular wine drinker, this could be the perfect Valentine's gift for that special wine lover in your life. The best part is that if you don't like a wine bottle, Bright Sellers offers a delight guarantee and they will send you a replacement bottle in your next order, which is amazing. So there's truly no risk. For a limited time, She's All Batch listeners get 50% off their first six bottle box by going to brightsellers.com slash she's all batch two it's basically six bottles of wine for the price of three so to get 50 percent off your first box head to brightsellers.com that's b-r-i-g-h-t-c-e-l-l-a-r-s.com backslash she's all batch two brightsellers.com backslash she's all batch number two 
That's number two, not like T-O-O or T-W-O or T-O. Bright Cellars, helping you discover wine you'll love. Okay, we are going to kick off Clayton's Corner, and we have a special guest coming into the corner today. So Morgan from Morgan P. Talks on Instagram and TikTok, and also the host of the podcast Morgan's Pop Talks, join us in the corner this week. We're so excited to have you here. Thank you, guys. I mean, I had a blast when you guys came on my podcast. I got so much good feedback. Everybody oh, loved you guys. So nice. Yeah. So I'm excited to now be on your guys's pod. Yeah. This is so cool. I love that we can collab. So Monday night's episode was kind of a doozy. I'm really liking where the drama is going. First things first, Shanae, what is her Meryl Streep level? What would, <laughs> where would you guys rank her on the Meryl Streep-o-meter? <sighs> oh gosh. You know what? We'll just say more Meryl Streep than Greg. Did you guys see that TikTok? He, or it wasn't a TikTok. Andrew's uh, Instagram story I thought was so funny when they specifically no, were I didn't watching. See it. What did he post? They were just specifically watching the scene where Shanae compares herself to Meryl Streep. And Greg is like, yes, it's not me. It's this girl. <laughs> so she definitely has him beat. So, okay. Andrew's story was 13 hours ago, but he saw my story 15 hours ago where I compare, I make the comparison. So I wonder if I gave Andrew that um, idea. I had, I made a meme last night that said Greg watching from home as Shanae compares herself to Meryl Streep. And he's just like <laughs> staring into the camera. Um, you're welcome, Andrew. Yeah, 100% claim that is your own. I mean, you can yeah. sue him for copyright infringement if you really Seriously, want to. Seriously, I will. The thing with Shanae's Meryl Streep performance, I just think she, if that's where she's going with it, she should really commit to the character and not break when she goes into her ITMs and it's just like, haha, fooled them all. Like, I'm an actress. Like, she really needs to do some method acting, I think, and commit to the character because it's pretty insane. The things that I'm seeing her admit to and the things that I'm seeing come out of her mouth. It was so funny. Justin Glaze, uh, Katie's runner up, was like, does anyone from Bachelor Nation know any other actors besides Meryl Streep? Because she's <laughs> no, just like the don't. benchmark <laughs> that we all compare ourselves against. And it's just fucking hilarious. Serene's one-on-one date. Um, I don't know about you guys, but so we were watching it and there's an ocean randomly. And all of my friends were like, oh my God, guys, this is fake. This is not in Houston. Like this is California. Like that's the Santa Monica Pier. Then we're like Googling and we're like, oh, actually guys, Houston is close to an ocean. Literally, who knew? I certainly did not. I had no idea. (laughs) I didn't know that either. Yeah. So Serene got a one-on-one date and also Gabby. How do we feel? Morgan, how do you feel? Do you think either are a front runner here? I honestly think they both are going to go far. I could see both of them being in the top four. Um, I don't think either of them will win. And I have seen some things online saying that Gabby would be a good bachelorette. And I, I actually think that I disagree with that. Really? I was really pleasantly surprised by Gabby last night. I, cause I feel like up until this point, seeing her in the one-on-one, she was just kind of like, you know, the goofy side character who was good for like, you know, her ITM. She'd give some, you know, good narration of everything that's going on. And they love to have a character like that. Um, but now I really saw a different side of her. And I was like, she's so I found her story to be so sweet and heartbreaking. And it really gave me like a better understanding of why she is the way she is. And I thought I, I just think we don't see people like that on the show enough. Yeah. And it's not that I don't like her because of course I felt the same way when I watched her like 
like her story actually was really gripping. And a lot of times you get in these situations where I feel like sometimes the person on the date has to like try to remember the most, you know, dramatic or traumatic thing that happened in their life. But you could tell that that was like a real struggle that she's Mm -hmm. gone through throughout her entire life. But I don't know. I just don't think I see her as a lead as much as I see her as the next like it girl in paradise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I could see her being a big person in paradise as well. I, I, I hear you on that. And I also feel like everything she did Clayton thinks is hilarious, whether or not it's like something that's even that funny. He's just really uh, amused by her entertained by her. So I don't know. I definitely see her being top four material as well. I see her more as a paradise girl. She'll probably kill it on the beach. I'm not sure. I see. I'm team Gabby as a lead. That's my, I think my formal opinion. I, cause she's someone who I would actually love to see find love given her whole story and everything. Like she's someone I would really root for. And I Mm -hmm. feel like that's sometimes something that we're missing in the leads because we don't know enough about them and their story before they get put in the the lead, AKA Clayton. For sure. So we also had a group date, which was a roast. And I was actually here for this because I think a lot of group dates on this series in general are pretty lame. Um, But a roast was very, very fun. Very interesting. I do think it was funny that Clayton said like, he's like, this is the most fun I've had. And it's like, everyone's literally ripping each other to shreds. So thoughts with the roast. Yeah. Well, Marlena was awesome. She was so funny. Yeah, she killed it. Um, I was very surprised by uh, the Sarah and Mara drama. Like we haven't seen them feuding at all unless I'm just scrolling on my phone during those feuds and I happen to miss it but I was just surprised by that conflict I didn't really see that coming I don't know did you guys I wrote down the exact same thing I'm like literally since when Damara and Sarah have beef and why are they airing it out right now Um, maybe it's just because it's been cut out because we've been so focused on the Shanae stuff but yeah I was surprised by that too you know what I think it was though? I think because Sarah went first and dissed Mara. Is that how you pronounce it? Mara. Yeah. So Sarah went first and dissed Mara. And I think Mara just had to retaliate. And I think Sarah was just looking for stuff to roast people about. And she probably took a cheap shot at the age. But I looked up the ages. Mara's 32. Sarah is 23. Clayton's 28. I did the um, median, remember like mean, median, and mode from like eighth grade (laughs) or whatever. The median is Clayton's age. So he is like, it it was like 27.5. So Clayton is equally appropriate for both women and everyone should calm down. I didn't love like the age shaming of Mara because I thought we went past that with like having Claire as the bachelorette and like being more open to a larger range of ages. And I don't know, Sarah, like, do you really feel like you're ready for marriage at 23? Because like I was at the bars. I feel like that's more, I don't know. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. And she was going from Mara's appearance too, which I never liked. Did she, what did she say? She was yeah, just saying like, oh, oh yeah. yes, the gap. That was mean. But then also too saying like, so someone came out with a 70 year old lady and like, that's Mara. Like she's still here. No, I don't know. I thought that was so like uncalled for. I don't like when people. Yeah. No appearance is no. I think the gap to thing that's not cool. No, I actually laughed out loud when she's like, Oh, someone came with the old lady and then compared it to Mara. Cause you don't expect that. You think she's talking about the actual old lady that I think who brought her Rachel. Uh, Yeah. I don't remember. Marlena compared Shanae to herpes. 
She also outed someone for having IBS, which is kind of funny. I feel like everyone's dirty laundry is getting aired out through this roast. And some people might not have liked that, but if I was in the house, I would be the girl getting called out for having IBS. (laughs) So I'm like, it's fine. It's funny. Just let it roll off your shoulders. (laughs) There was a tweet. She tweeted. Do we remember the name before I, who was it? The girl that I don't, wasn't it Hunter? Is that the one who, that's who I thought it was. Um, Yeah. Because she tweeted and she was laughing and she thought it was really funny that she was outed for having IBS. (laughs) So she clearly it was taking it in stride and not taking it too seriously, which was good on her. Yeah, I feel like they all kind of handled it really well. I feel like in past seasons, you would see one person maybe have like a meltdown moment, but they didn't really have that. And maybe that's because Shanae was the, you know, the mm-hmm. main target and she wasn't even there. So maybe that worked out for the best for them. But I actually really enjoyed that day. I thought it was one of the most entertaining to watch you know, as an audience member. And I don't, I think there were some cheap shots, but for the most part, I actually did think that it was funny as well. It's a good way to see people's personalities that we haven't like seen as much of. um, Yeah. Agreed. And for OG fans like me, this was actually a repeat date. Like so many details of it was repeated. So on Jake Pavelka's season, there was a comedy roast date and the girls all had to go on stage. They all roasted each other. And instead of like focusing a lot on each other, they focused on the villain Vienna who wasn't there. So it is literally like the exact same thing, but I think they just think no one remembers, but I do ABC. (laughs) I got you, but it was a good one. I agree. This is way better than most group dates. Speaking of Shanae, villainry, all the stuff. I want to know what you guys think about this because I don't know what to make of it. Did you see, so Lindsay put out a TikTok last night being like, so when I, cause I guess she, she went home last night, right? Yes. She did not get a rose. Yeah. Um, so then she released a TikTok saying this night, um, after the Baywatch date, Clayton chose to spend our time asking me about the drama in the house and why Shanae felt so bullied in the mansion. And I explained to him, word for word, that I would never want anyone to feel bullied. However, when someone is mocking and making fun of someone's mental disabilities, that's crossing the line. And I don't want to surround myself with people like that. So I'm not going to go out of my way to be their best friend. At the end of the day, everything happens for a reason and no hard feelings. However, you knew. And you kept her. She has pulled up on the TikTok, like the green screen of Clayton's apology being like, wow, if I had known that she said all of these things, I wouldn't have, you know, kept her for so long, blah, blah, blah. And Lindsay's in the TikTok being like, but I told you these things. And so you knew them, but you kept her anyway. Yeah, I saw it. And I, I kind of can go both ways where on one hand, I think that Clayton is very easily manipulated by producers. I feel like if they tell him, I mean, we, we saw it in the past couple of episodes where it was just really strange. Like, I can't remember who, who exactly he gave the rose to, but it was like, nobody was expecting it. And we're like the pretty, it could have been Shanae actually, or maybe it was Cassidy. Mm -hmm. It was before he sent Cassidy home. Like he did not have that, that great of a connection with Cassidy to give her the rose. And I'm like, that was definitely a producer push. And I'm like, maybe this is why they did the promo of Clayton with the puppy dogs because he does, he's like a little puppy dog just does whatever his 
you know, master the producers tell him to do. So I feel like he definitely was manipulated in one sense to keep her around because she was the drama. And then on the other side of things, I feel like it's, it's easy to be super critical about, you know, when the lead sends people home, when, if it was you going through that situation and the only thing you saw was like girls coming up to you and saying X, Y, Z, it might be harder to pull the trigger when it's all hearsay. Do you, do you understand what I'm, what I'm trying to get at? Yeah. Yeah, I do get what you're saying. I think it's interesting though, too. And we kind of talked about this last week with, um, the people from game of roses who were great clues. They call him. He brought up an interesting point that like, it's weird because on one hand, we're all looking at it being like, okay, well, Clayton didn't choose to keep Shanae. Like the producers chose to keep Shanae. But then at the same time, Clayton is not saying that he's not saying like, Hey guys, like, you know, that's kind of how the show goes. Like wink, 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 wink. He's then taking ownership of it and being like, no, no, no. I made this decision. I'm sorry. So he's kind of like playing both sides of it though. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he can't go out and say producers made me keep Shanae. I know, but he could say nothing. To just right. let people... I don't support the apology to to have to apologize and say I'll do better. I sh- like I didn't know this stuff about Shanae. One is not true because we have right. girls coming out and saying that they did tell him all about what she was doing. And two, Clayton, we do know it's not your choice anyway. If Shanae is the one that's like bringing the ratings, getting people talking about the show, like it doesn't matter what you think about her. Like it, even with Cassidy, it doesn't matter that you didn't really have a serious connection with her. If the producers wanted her on the show, like we know firsthand, we have Corinne on later this episode. And I've listened to an interview where Nick flat out said to her, like the producers wanted America to meet the nanny. There was so much talk about your nanny. You were not going home before hometown dates. It, like, yeah. even if like, you know, like even if he totally didn't like her at all, which I don't know what his feelings were for her, but they, she was going to hometowns no matter what. And then it was just about kind of picking the other people accordingly. So Yeah, no, I totally agree with everything that you're saying, which is why, I mean, we talked about this last week, so we don't need to go back to it, but then Clayton's apology is so fake. Oh yeah, totally. He's just trying to save face. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're in a world now that if people don't like what you're doing on TV, even if you have your reasons, either you didn't know or producers made you or whatever it was, they're just allowed to write you and tell you that you're a horrible person for it. So I'm sure he just did that to kind of like shut people up a little bit, like calm down. Yeah. I just feel like it backfired because now people like Lindsay are like, "Mm, now you're lying. Now you're like double lying Clayton. So I don't know. Okay. Moving on though. I think the most entertaining part of this entire episode was that when the girls are telling Clayton about all that Shanae has been doing, he is most concerned that she threw the trophy. And I'm like, okay, they are literally listing 500 other things that she's done that are way more offensive. And he's like, whoa, 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 hold up. She threw that trophy (gasps) done. Like, I like, where do we draw the line here? Clayton, like making fun of someone's ADHD is not where you should be concerned. It's the trophy. Really? I mean, I just found it bizarre too. And he harped on it. Don't you? It's not not like, oh, I'm gathering all the information and oh, she threw the trophy. It was like, like you said, that was the reason that he was like, oh, I have to talk to her because she threw the trophy. And it's (laughs) like you said, there were so many other things leading up to this moment that he should have had that reaction to. And he didn't. So that makes me also think that he's just, he's playing the game 
as he thinks he's supposed to. Do you think he's playing it well? Not really. Do you? No, not really. I Well, just because from what we were saying before, too, it's like he's trying to he's just trying to please everyone, I yeah. think. Um And I don't think you can do that. I think you just have to go into it and kind of own your choices, own what this is going to be. But he gets, I think, feels the need to always defend himself, but then gets himself into these like double, triple lies where it's like, okay, Clayton, what is even your final statement on this? Because it makes no sense. And we're all like poking holes in it. Yeah, I don't know if if I agree that he's, playing a good game either because I don't even know what fucking game he's playing at this point he's just like I I agree trying to please everyone and you can't do that when like you're in this situation you're going to have to upset people and he's got a big old mess on his hands Morgan who's your top four are you spoiled or unspoiled and if you are unspoiled who's your prediction for top four I'm unspoiled um the last time I tried to look up the spoilers because I normally do there wasn't any or at least there wasn't the big ones. And so I was like, this is a sign from the universe telling me to go into this season and actually, yeah. you know, enjoy the ride. Um, if you would have asked me at the beginning, I would have said, you know, Teddy would have been in the top three, but she's really fallen off, which disappoints me. Speaking of something with Teddy, though, that I noticed when Clayton pulled all of the girls from the that were the winners from the group date to talk about like the trophy thing in Shanae. Teddy was holding a rose. Did we ever see Teddy get like a group date rose from that? I'm assuming she got it from the Shanae throwing the trophy group date. And so she's holding it the whole time, but they never addressed Teddy getting it. So I think there's been a lot of Teddy that's been cut out. I mean, it could be. And they've done stuff like that before, too. I remember like in Bachelor in Paradise, um, whenever who fainted Kelsey, remember when Kelsey fainted? Mm-hmm. And there was, if you look, go back and look, there's so many people standing around her that already have a rose that they, or it was the opposite. They didn't have roses and it's just, a, it's just an editing mess. And I feel like yeah. they do that to, you know, perpetuate other people's storylines, which if we're going off of the editing of it, Rachel definitely is a top contender. Susie is definitely a top contender. Uh, Gabby and then I, I think Serene, those are really the, the four I feel like that are getting the most airtime and the most, um, you know, really, really viewable connection with Clay. And I think Sarah also is a contender. Um, but I think Rachel is going to win. I don't, I don't have a specific top four. I think those five are are pretty strong, but I think Rachel's going to win. We align pretty much completely that that's my top four. And that's my number one pick given what we've seen in the promos though of how it gets so messy do you think if if Rachel does win I truly don't know that's also my prediction though as well are they still together I thought they were until you Jackie told me that you think otherwise my formal opinion is I think Clayton is a single man I think he I think someone wins I think like they finish the show but I think he fucks it up so badly with what we've seen (laughs) from the promos that he's alone and I found another thing to back because you were asking me Stephanie the other day like well why do you think that and I'm like oh I don't know just like things that he said in interviews but I couldn't think of a specific example at the time I remembered the specific example so he's moved to Scottsdale Arizona randomly and got a dog and posted new roomie of his dog what engaged person would say their new roomie is their dog because if you're engaged you already have a roomie I'm just not buying. I wouldn't. I don't know. I don't I know, it's buy a stretch. anything. It's a stretch and yeah. I don't know, but I'm just saying that's my, my two cents. 
That's better than my conspiracy theory that someone ends up pregnant. <laughs> I have been waiting for that to happen one time on The Bachelor. I'm like, it has to at some point. We have not gotten there yet, but Look, one of these es- days. Especially when you have, you know, and, and I, I said this on my pages, like I personally, unless I missed it, have not seen the final day. Like where Clayton gets down on one knee, I had people comment and be like, yes, 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 there is a promo. I can't remember it. I mean, they're really harping on the fact that he was intimate with the both of you. You know, we've seen that Mm -hmm. over and over and over and over again. So in my wild, wild west conspiracy theory, um, he, he goes home single, you know, both of the girls are upset that he slept with the other one. And then Mm -hmm. four months later, somebody ends up pregnant and they're back together. Oh my! God. I mean, I'm here for it. I'm so here for that. that would be the most dramatic season. Ever. Truly. <laughs> you know what's funny though? Like the promo that everyone was like getting their panties in a knot over of Genevieve and Shanae standing there. And it looks like it's the final two when it's yeah. obviously not. That's clearly going to be from next for next episode. Like it's going to be, they're going to have their date. Like Shanae's going to push Genevieve in like the rapids if she actually does that. <laughs> and then there's going to be a dinner portion and then they're going to stand there and like they purposely set it up. So it looks like a final two row ceremony, but it's not. Who do we think is making it past that date? I think Shanae is going home. I Me think too. they're both going home. You oh, do? really? I, I just don't. I also haven't seen a connection with Clayton with Genevieve. So I'm kind of just like, why would he keep her? I'm really surprised by that too. I thought Genevieve would be like a bigger front runner. Yeah, and exactly. They did make a big point out of it this week in particular, specifically Genevieve to, to ask that question a lot. Like, um, you know, is one person coming back? She would say, Oh, I don't know. The mm. both of us might go home. Like she made it a point to say mm. that it is possible for the both of them to go home. Yeah. She yeah. is saying that like more than once. I noticed yeah. that too. That's funny. Huh? foreshadowing it was so funny to me when Shanae was like well you know like I don't know like maybe it maybe it'll be good maybe it'll be good and Genevieve was like no it's a fucking two-on-one one of us is going home I was just lolling a little bit all right cool so I'm excited to see how this to be continued goes I'm a little annoyed that we had to get cut off obviously ABC needs to do something to keep us going um and I'm I'm curious to see who the next villain will be if Shanae does go home because then they're gonna have to turn someone else like there has to be someone so I'm curious who that will be but we'll have to wait and see thank you Morgan for gracing us with your beautiful presence you guys go check out Morgan her podcast is Morgan's Pop Talks Morgan P Talks on Instagram and TikTok she has all the reality TV tea for you and thank you Morgan for hanging with us today thank you guys get out of the corner now (laughs) yeah we're leaving the corner officially (laughs) Okay, so I've talked to you guys about Everly Well before, and if you're new here, it's a lab test that you can do in the comfort of your own home. It gives you physician-reviewed insights about your health and wellness. So I did the metabolism one because I've struggled with weight loss in the past, and I just wanted to make sure that everything in my body was working the way it's supposed to be, and I just got my results. So turns out I do have totally normal levels of cortisol, free testosterone, and TSH, which means my metabolism is functioning just as it's supposed to. So I'm working now with my doctor to come up with a plan to sustain those levels. And thanks to Everly Well, I have a better understanding of how all these hormones are affecting my body. So basically how it works is Everly Well ships you an at-home lab test straight to you with everything you need to complete a simple sample collection. 
And then using the prepaid shipping label, you mail your test back to a certified lab. And in just days, your physician reviewed results and actionable insights are sent to your device. And you can share the results with your primary care physician to help guide your next steps. Yeah, it's really cool. And they also have other tests outside of the metabolism test, over 30 tests to choose from. So there's uh, food sensitivity, sleep and stress, and a thyroid are just a couple of the options that you could choose from. And for listeners of the show, Everly Well is offering a special discount of 20% off and at home lab test if you go to everlywell.com slash she's all batch that's everlywell.com slash she's all batch for 20% off your at home lab test everlywell.com slash she's all batch moving on we're going to kick off bachelor encounters and if you're new here that's when you guys submit your stories of meeting bachelor people in the wild and we read them on air and last week was a doozy. Um, yeah, obviously, if you haven't listened, you, you should go back. We had a really heavy story about um, Christian Bishop from JoJo season. We had two girls on the show who had a really disturbing experience with him in Vegas. Since then, it's sick. Like, I've gotten so many messages from women that have had similar experiences with him. So I'm just going to quickly touch on some things because I... I was happy that we brought light to it, but I was also, like, so disturbed that he's been, like, behaving this way. Yeah. So something that's been a pattern in the messages in the messages that I've gotten is that he's very contractual. He wants girls to agree to a, a list of rules before he meets with them. Mm-hmm. And, like, someone specifically said um, he, like, wanted her to sign a sex contract that basically would imply that he can get her whenever he wants and that, um, you know, she would just basically have to do what he says in bed. That's like some Fifty Shades of Grey shit. That's so crazy to me. Then a completely different person said um, he started giving me a bunch of ultimatums that I wasn't comfortable with. Some of it was worse than what those girls in your podcast talked about, and it was very contractual. He wanted me to agree upfront to doing anything he told me to do. And then someone else specifically used the phrase sex contract. So I was pretty disturbed. There was a handful of other messages. Um, Someone sent me like a screenshot of his Bumble profile. I just asked her before we hopped on this call if it's still active. And she says she doesn't know. The last she knew it was active in January. And uh, she's not on Bumble anymore. So heads up, guys. Be on the lookout. Yeah. I'm sure you've asked this, but have you asked if they have the contracts at all? Yeah, of course. Also, like, the the contract thing is very disturbing to me because, like, when you think about the steps that one needs to take to send someone a contract about, like, this man sat down at his computer and typed something up and then saved it as a Word document and emailed it to people. Like, that is so many steps that just really disturbs me. That's very creepy. So she didn't show me the actual contract. She sent me a ton of DMs or um, text messages. She said he didn't pull the whole, quote, daddy thing until after three weeks. And that's when I started getting pushed away by his behavior. And I just wanted to end things. He wanted to write up the contract, but me telling him that I wouldn't sign anything made him really upset. So he never actually went through with the contract. But basically the contract was to be, the contract was to say that she would give him her body whenever he demanded. Crazy. He kept referring to his, quote, process as a man, which I never really understood. He wanted for me to continue to sleep with him and be exclusive to him while he continued dating and going out with other women. And she just wasn't obviously having it, which upset him. And then he, like, was like, well, screw you. Like, I'm not. We're done. I don't even want to, like, spend any more breath on this guy. Like, I'm truly disturbed by his behavior. I just want everyone to like be safe. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing in in this situation, like really, it just comes down to consent. You know what I mean? Like if that's something that 
he's into like good for you but the fact that he's kind of like pushing it on all of these girls who are not down for the same thing and then getting like very angry at them for not being into the same stuff I think is where I'm like really disturbed and do better Christian Bishop is really what it comes down to that is what it comes down to so moving on So someone had an experience with Tyler Cameron. (gasps) They write, I was skiing at Bretton Woods in New Hampshire and had finished my day and was getting in the parking lot, getting my ski gear off. I was bent over undoing my ski boot and I heard someone say, ass, behind me. I whipped my head to the side, still bent over, and two men were standing there and they laughed, clearly knowing that I had heard something said behind me. I then turned more around, still bent over, and who do I see but Tyler Cameron standing above me? Oh my God, to be bent over and have (laughs) Tyler Cameron standing above you, that's like a dream. We lock eyes, I'm still bent over, and my heart drops, and then I run to tell my boyfriend, who is in the car, that Tyler Cameron just checked me out. We drove up in the parking lot and rolled the window down and chatted. He laughed and wished us a happy new year. Super nice. This happened in early 2021. Tyler was wearing a neon green and pink one-piece snowsuit. I have no pictures, but it happened and was one of my favorite moments in the world. I love that she memorized what he was wearing. Well, and that's a very iconic outfit. So, wow, wow, wow. But is that how Tyler Cameron checks out people? He literally says ass when someone's bent over. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the confusing part to me. Like, why is he just yelling a random body part? Right. And that's supposed to be enticing? That's supposed to make her be like, yeah. <laughs> ass. <laughs> hey, babe. Right. Like, how do you how do you continue the conversation from that if someone's like into it? I don't know. That's so weird. I would think Tyler Cameron would have better game than just being like, ass. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But I mean, again, like to be bent over and look up and just see Tyler Cameron right there smiling at you. Yeah. But now when I'm fixing my ski boot, I, I need to be ready if tyler cameron wants to yell ass at me he can yell ass at me i'm okay with it okay i'm not i'd like him to say something different i want him to say what would you like tyler cameron to say to you hey babe what's up okay (laughs) so i agree with you that like yeah sure if i heard ass while i was passing someone in a bar i'd be like that's fucking weird but if it's tyler cameron i'd be like okay fine you get a pass i think tyler gets a pass was he like if you know what i'm saying (laughs) good one um, was he like saying it to his friends, like, hey, ass over there? Or was he like saying it to her as like a, a cat call? I hope it wasn't a cat call. I, you know what? For all we know, he was saying something completely different. Like, oh my God, I fell on my ass before. And all she heard was mm-hmm. ass. And then she's bent over. So she thinks it's about her. Yeah. But then how do they, like, how does she get clarification on that? Did she respond? Did she say what she responded or or No. No, all it says, okay. So basically what she's saying is she's bent over. Tyler says ass. She looks up, they lock eyes, and then she runs to her oh. boyfriend to so tell maybe him. Maybe he was like, shit, like she overheard me. I think he was saying it to his friends, being like, check out this ass over here. But she overheard him, so then he was embarrassed and then had to go up and be like, sorry, hey, I'm Tyler, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Ty- sorry, I called you ass over there. Well, that's good to know, I guess, how he approaches people. I'll be on the lookout yeah, if I, mean, I hear ass on the streets of New York City. Yeah, if you hear ass while walking down the street, maybe Tyler is yeah. over your shoulder, so give it a look. And if you know, if you want, maybe bend over. Mm-hmm. May make things a little totally. more fun. Okay. This one is about Peter Krause from Rachel's Season. In 2017, I was working as a waitress part-time in college in Peter Krause's hometown. One night, Peter and several other Bachelor contestants from Rachel Lindsay's Season came in and sat in my section. 
I hadn't been a Bachelor fan at the time, but one of my coworkers was su- super excited to see them and told me who they were. After taking their orders, they were all super polite. I asked if I could take a photo with them for some of my friends, and they were super cool about it. Peter picked up the tab for the whole group and left me a really nice tip. My friends also work for his gym in Madison and has said nothing but nice things about him. I also saw him again when he taught a workout class in my hometown of Green Bay. My mom has a huge crush on him and asked to take a pic. Once again, he was super pleasant and asked if we were sisters, which made my mom's heart melt. Sweet. So Peter has way better game than, than Tyler. A hundred percent. That's how you woo a woman, you know? That's how you imagine Peter turns around. He's just like, ass. <laughs> I know. That's why uh, that story. Well, I don't know what to make of it. But. Any man that knows to say to a mother-daughter duo, are you guys sisters? Mm-hmm. Like that is a top-notch man. He knows what he's totally. doing. And Peter's always been like a stand-up totally. guy. That's what I was about to say. I'm like, this does not surprise me. This is par for the course. Um, seems like a great guy and it's nice to get confirmation. Cool. And those are all the Bachelor encounters we have for this week. If you have a story about a Bachelor alum, make sure to DM Stephanie at She's All Batch. This next segment is sponsored by BetterHelp. Okay, so anyone that knows me knows that I am a huge advocate for therapy. I have had a long journey with my mental health over the years, but I'm finally in a good place, and I attribute that success to finding a really great therapist. But I know not everyone is as fortunate, and it can be a real challenge to not only find someone great that you click with, but also find someone that's in your budget or covered by your insurance provider, which is why I am so excited to tell you guys about BetterHelp. So BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. And the good news is that therapy works. I really think anyone can benefit from it, whether you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help, or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. Yeah, I would actually say that the number one reason why I'm not in therapy right now is because it is too hard to find a therapist. I don't have the time and I don't know where to even start. And that's why BetterHelp is so helpful. And I we really want you guys to take advantage of this as well. So we have a special offer to She's All Batch listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash she's all batch. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash she's all batch. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast episode. Okay, guys, we have the Corinne Olympios on the pod this week, and we are so, so excited to have you here, Corinne. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much, guys, for having me. I'm so excited. Yay. Okay, so you have like so many exciting things happening for you today, but before we get into your life today, we want to kind of go back to the beginning. So obviously your aunt, you were from Nick's season. Um, did you want The Bachelor to even be Nick? Because it ended with JoJo's season. So like her guys were kind of up for the yeah, run, right? Actually, I'll never forget like finding out when it was Nick. I I was set to do the show and I almost like didn't want to because I thought it was going to be Luke Pell. Nothing against Luke Pell. I was like, I just don't know if like I would vibe with him. And mm-hmm. I was kind of like iffy about it. And then I remember I was driving to get coffee one morning 
And I opened my Instagram and it was like, Nick Vial's the next bachelor. And I almost crashed my car. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, yes. I'm so excited. I was like, I'm for sure doing it now. I was so excited. Oh, so you weren't even locked in hundred percent at that point? At that point, like I technically I was, I was doing it, but like for me, I was like, eh, I don't know. Um, and then I saw that it was going to be Nick and I was like, I'm fucking, I'm going. Oh my God. I love that. So you obviously got like the villain edit of your season, but you were like more than just a villain. You were like the person to watch obviously on that season. Did you know that was happening while filming? Like, did you pick up on that? Well, let's go back for a second. I, in the beginning, I was painted as a villain because I was just such a different kind of like character to be on a show like that. Mm-hmm. But then everyone realized that I wasn't the villain because I wasn't being mean to anyone. I wasn't like doing anything yeah. mean to anybody. Like it was more like them being mean to me. And I was just calling everybody out and like, yeah, in front of everyone for making fun of me. No, I did not know that anything really was going to turn out the way it was because for me, I was just being myself. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, everyone's like being themselves and acting like this in their interviews and this and that. Like I had no idea that I was like, such a I didn't know the kind of character that I was until watching back or like later on and I'll never forget like I was having dinner with um the executive producers on like one of my last nights in New York right before I got sent home and they were like yeah you know after the show airs we're not gonna be able to like do this and it was like what do you like what what do you mean like have dinner and they're like no like you're not gonna be able to like sit at a restaurant and like enjoy a dinner once the show airs. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, Corinne, you're going to be a fucking star. They told you that? Yeah. And I was like, what are you talking about? They're like, you have no idea. No one's ever acted like this before. Like, like no one's ever done this stuff that you do. And I was like, whoa. And that's when I was like, ooh, this is interesting. I had no idea. It's interesting that they n- knew that before the public reaction. I wonder, um, I think it's because um, Elon, one of the executive producers, mm-hmm. like, I've, I found this out after and even, like, found out more after, after, after when I did Nick's podcast. They, they like, went to ABC and they were like, we're taking the show in a comedic direction because of Corinne. And oh, I, wow. I didn't know that. So I think they were kind of working through it as they saw, like, me as a character or as myself, whatever. Um, I think they were working through it to make it more of a comedic thing kind of about me and Nick as the show was being filmed. That's so interesting. Was there anything that production kind of told you to do? Like, for example, the the bouncy house castle. I'm assuming you didn't bring one in your suitcase or well, like- I things- asked them. I asked them. Yeah, no, oh, production, okay. production did not tell me what to do ever. Um, in okay. fact, um, there was a situation where I kind of felt blindsided by them. And that's when I went to sleep at night during the rose ceremony. And I was like, don't ever fuck with me again. And what they do. So they, there was a scene where I went outside in my robe um, to have like drinks and strawberries with Nick on like mm-hmm. for his birthday. I was like, yeah, I want to make it really nice. This, that. And it just, they just literally like, they were like, okay, go outside. It's ready. There was like nothing ready outside. I like couldn't concentrate on the situation. I was like, they just like completely threw me into a situation and like tried to make it like, like get me in like a weird I, I don't it, it was so long ago I don't even really know how is to this the trench coat thing yeah okay and then there was like whipped cream and then you know it was just like the whole thing and I just I was so mad I was like this is not like what I asked you guys to do this is not what I planned for and 
I just felt so dumb and so like, whatever. And I don't think they meant to like do like, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. But I basically, I was like, F you guys, that was really fucked up. And I'm going to bed, I'm not going to the rose ceremony. I already have a rose. Wait, so what did they do, do that made it fucked up? Cause so that was your idea. That was something you wanted to do for Nick special. Then what did they do to like, it, like, they told me it was set up. It like wasn't set up. And like, oh, okay. it, was, it was, I just like looked dumb. I just looked like I went like in a trench coat downstairs to like, mm. and I was like, that's not how this was supposed to go. Right. So yeah, that was the um, infamous rose ceremony that you slept through, which yeah. is iconic. You told them like, don't wake me up. I'm going to sleep. They, they tried to wake me up. And I was like, no, They're like, okay. I have to go. And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> right. I mean, I have the rose, so it doesn't actually matter. So screw you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So you're saying that producers didn't make you do stuff. So like the, um, but like nothing was encouraged in the sense of like. The only thing they encouraged me to do was address the group about the napping. I think we were in New Orleans mm-hmm. and they were like, you really should address the group about them talking. That was when I was like, I'm sorry for napping. Cause like it turned <laughs> this whole thing about napping, but I really was like, Hey, I want to talk to you guys. I know a couple of you are upset with me, like whatever. And they encouraged me to bring that conversation on. And then it just was like, whoosh, you're not ready for marriage. You're this, you're that. And yeah. Like, Whoa. Okay. That's because I took I- a nap. Like, yeah. Calm down. Like, this is ridiculous. But like, that's the only thing they encouraged me to do like more for my benefit to like talk about it. Yeah. Everyone was pissed at me. No one liked me at all. I was really alone. And at that point in the season, like, I feel like that's when people started to see like that you weren't the bad guy here. The girls were not accepting. Your everyone was like, okay, they're just, everyone's ridiculous. Like, yeah. Leave her alone. Like totally normal, normal girl. So, um, another thing that they didn't like you for was, was the fact that you had a nanny Raquel. Um, yeah. Did you bring up Raquel in your audition process? Like how did the- Raquel was in my intro video. How did they know about her prior to you going on the show? Did you, you, you told them obviously. No, they came to film my intro and they were like, your family members are going to be in it. And like okay. Raquel was in it. I don't think it became a thing until like I mentioned it to the girls and they made it a thing. Right. And then they ran with it and made like the word nanny a thing and got it. Okay. So how was it for you? As you said, like people kind of turned mid season on how they felt about you. How was it like when the show started airing, like from beginning to end? Well, the producers warned me, they were like, everyone's not going to like you in the beginning. Cause they're not going to know how to like take you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, okay. And it was exactly right. The first two episodes was just hell. I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to fucking like leave my house I was so like scared and whatever and um thank god I had my family that like supported me and whatever and I was like okay like this is just all going to be behind me and then sure enough it just turned around so quickly and I became like a lot of girls spirit animals and you know girls were looking up to me and you know it was really really cool yeah no I you were so you were like iconic. It was so nice watching you and someone being like so outspoken and not giving a fuck. is like, that's what that show needs. And no one's done it like you since. I'm sure you would agree with I that. I know. I actually heard from a couple of producers that I was friends with on the show, like since my season, they were casting, like Demi was casted to be another Corinne Olympias. Um, so they were trying to get more Corinne's after. Right. It's just, it's, it hasn't been done the same. And I think that's actually how the show went downhill for a little bit. I haven't watched this season, but I heard that it's getting back to its normal roots where it's like more of like a love season, which is cool. But I think they tried to take the Corinne comedic route too hard, too quickly after me. 
and it just didn't work. You can't, there's no other me. No, there's not. And when it's not organic, you can tell. And when they're purposely casting people to fill that role, it's not going to work the same. And you bring up Demi because she came, well, she came right after you, right? Or maybe yeah. oh, two seasons and then or something. She came down in a robe and was like doing things that I did. And I'm like, okay, like this is too much. Like do your own thing if you want to be funny. I'm right. like, I wasn't even trying, but if you're trying to be funny, like do something different than I did. That's yeah. Cool. Are you, did you ever talk to her? Did she ever reach out? No, I kind of was like a hater on her. I think, I think she DM'd me and she's like from one iconic girl to the next, like so excited for you to see me on the season or something. And I was just like, ew. That's such a cringy thing to say. And then she she saw like how much I was hating on her on my Instagram and she unfollowed me. So I'm like, so you still hate her today? I don't hate her. I just think it's like, you're a poser. I mean, if it's Corinne versus Demi, like I don't know anyone that would shoot. Like, I just don't. That's just not even she a can have as many more followers than me as she wants. Like people will that doesn't mean 100% anything. come up to me first in public than her. Like I'm, I'm way yeah, like, I would agree with that. wide set, like known than her. It's just because I am the original. The OG, <laughs> obviously. The OGC. Seriously. <laughs> so as you said, like towards the end of the season, your popularity, like, skyrocketed I mean outside of like Tyler C like there's really there hasn't been someone like you that's gotten that level of attention like very much a household name I feel like yeah yeah it's crazy how like against me they are like they refuse to like have me associated with them at all wait who like Bachelor and ABC Mm -hmm. and I'm like it's not like we're, we're past paradise so we can get over it it's fine you know Wait, I'm sorry. Are you talking about how they are with you now today? Yeah. And just like, I don't know. I just feel like it's weird. Oh, you have a weird relationship with them now? Not really a weird relationship. Like I have nothing against them. I think they're more just like against me because of the whole thing, even though like, whatever, I can't really talk about it. Going back. So your popularity was like a crazy, crazy level as the show was airing. You went on the Ellen show, like before Nick and Vanessa was even doing their like media tour, they invited you on first. Um, Since that though, people have come out and spoken out about how like Ellen has been a little uncomfortable with certain people and and the vibes on that set is a little awkward. Like how was your experience? Well, it's funny you say that because I was just talking about this the other day. Just like I was right with Taylor, I was right about Ellen. No one ever wants to listen to me when I'm right about people. I was talking about this on the morning toast with Claudia Austria. I was like, she made me feel really fucking uncomfortable. And everyone was like, oh my God, it's Ellen. Like, you're such a bitch, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, here we go. You'll see later. I'm (laughs) always right. I'm always right about people. It's so funny. So what was the vibe on set? It's been so long since I even talked about it. I don't know. It was just uncomfortable vibes. It It was super weird. Well, I feel like her shtick is usually like, like making fun of people, but like in a way where it's like, no, I'm just joking. But the things that she's saying are like condescending. At least that's the yeah. vibe I, I got felt from like it, she you know? condescending to me on the show, but also behind yeah. the scenes, I had run into her and I don't think I was supposed to because all the producers that were walking, we were like, that was not supposed to happen. That was really bad. I ran into her before we went outside on the show and she was visibly upset about it. She was like, hey, Corinne, like, how are you? I was like, ooh, that was fucking Ew, weird. rude. It was weird. But then she intros you and she's like, Corinne. And there's like, yeah, so- and I was like, hi. And I was already so uncomfortable. So I was like, <gasps> you know. And it's like such a big deal to be on Ellen when, were you still on the show at, the t- at that time? Um, no, it was after I was, it was after. Okay. Well, I would, technically I was still in the running on the season, but we weren't. That's what, oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I meant. Like, yeah. so you're still technically. No, they had me in- on before I was eliminated. 
I, after I was eliminated, I went on Good Morning America. Okay. Which is, again, like that doesn't happen just for regular contestants. Right. That's I had a really good media tour. I was on Jimmy Kimmel. I was on Good Morning America. I was on Ellen. I was, I was everywhere. Yeah, you were. Yeah. I have a question about the infamous volleyball date on Nick's season where everyone just started crying. (laughs) What happened? Because it's so choppy. And so I've been waiting for someone from this season to explain this to me. (laughs) What happened? I've never talked about this. I've never had this question come up. That day was such a shit show. Everyone looked like it. Yeah. Fucking drunk. We were all emotional. It was when things were getting heated and like, we were all starting to realize like, Oh, he could be falling in love with someone else. Blah, blah, blah. And like, we're all just drunk and upset. And like, everyone was crying. I was so drunk. I had a whole conversation with Nick. I don't even remember. I had bruises all <laughs> over my body just from like falling everywhere. Oh, oh you did fall. I remember that. That um, pushed me. Yeah, she did. Like bitch and pushed me and I flew. Oh my God. I guess what instigated like the tears though? Was it just like a competitive environment and then things came out? I, or? I was too drunk I was too drunk. Damn to it. There was like some Vanessa versus Rachel stuff though. That's like what people said that apparently they were well, going That's why at people it. were saying it doesn't make any sense because it's very choppy and it's like you're playing volleyball and then all of a sudden everyone's crying and like cursing and falling over. And I'm like, what <laughs> is happening on my screen? I don't remember. Oh my God. Darn. I just remember it being an emotional day, but well, the, if anyone would be able to tell us this, it's you. People have said that Vanessa was more of the villain that season, but given that Nick chooses her, she had to get like the perfect cookie cutter edit. Would you say that's true? I think there was a lot of stuff unseen. Um, I love Vanessa. She's a good friend of mine or, you know, we mm. talk here and there. But on the season, I mean, this is something I've said to her and yeah. she's acknowledged to me too. On the season, she would be like talking about me and then like in her interviews and come up to me and try to be like my best friend. Mm-hmm. And then like, I fell in the kitchen and she's I had to pick Corinne up off the floor. Like, it's just like, not nice. Like, don't try to be my friend and then say that. But I've said, we've had this conversation and it's not a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's just something I took away from it. But um, yeah, I do think she got a very good edit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they know what they're doing. If they know that she's the chosen one, they can't make her look too bad. So speaking of Vanessa, uh, after the finale, I mean, pretty much all of America knew that these people were like not supposed to be together. And you were vocal um, that you didn't think he made the right choice or just like they weren't the right choice for each other. What made you, what made you think that? Or did you not feel that way? No, I did feel that way. Okay. I, 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 they're both great people separately together. No, she needs to have things a certain way. She's very like planny, togethery, And like, he's just not the kind of person to like deal with all like stuff like that. And I just knew it wasn't going to be a good vibe. Did you think that you could have had a relationship with Nick? I think I could have had a relationship with Nick if I did a few things a little bit differently. What's funny is I think I probably would have been the best fit for him. Um, But on the show, none of my like actual relationship qualities were able to come through because it was just so focused on the comedic aspect. But we had so many heartfelt conversations. Um, And I do think toward the end, we just got a little bit like into like the cat and mouse game that we were like playing the whole season. But I like, the truth of the matter is, is I'm an amazing girlfriend. Like I'm the most caring person you'll come across Mm -hmm. with the biggest heart. Like when I'm with someone, like I give them my all. And like, I know that him and I probably would have been a good fit at the time. Yeah. You said that if you had done things differently, what things differently, like, do you mean? 
maybe if I didn't like get like the bounce house or this or that, like, and I just took the time to have like more like central conversations, it probably would have been better. But I was being me and I was having fun and I, I don't regret anything. This is like a weird question, but is he a good kisser? I'm just curious. I was actually thinking about that the other day. He is a really good kisser. We made out for like a long time. Wait, you were thinking about kissing him the other day? Old makeout sessions with me? about it and I was like, wow, like because I don't like make out with people like that anymore. I'm 30, like. Yeah. And I was just thinking like, damn, I just like made out with that man like for like 30 plus minutes. Like we were just making out. I don't do yeah. that anymore. <laughs> You're single right now, right? Mm-hmm. Would you, if he were single, would you ever want to like hang out? I mean, I think his girlfriend's really nice and sweet. So I don't want to say anything like, right. I think Nick's great. I mean, in a perfect world, he's single. Would you, uh, I would give him a chance. I mean, the question is, would he give me a chance? I did a few things. I think that upset him after the season, which we spoke about on his podcast. Like I just randomly posted a picture from my hometown date and just wrote like happy Monday. And it was like right when him and Vanessa broke up. So it was like everyone, like the world blew up. And like, I think he got mad about that. Um, but yeah, like him and I are on good terms. Um, I think, I think he's great. He's funny. He's nice. He's doing his shit. I think he's great. And okay. I have a girlfriend. I'm really happy for them. Yeah. I mean, and they have a dog now. I mean, you it know? seems like they're yeah, going they have the, the domestic life. Yeah. They're going to get married. They're going to get married. Which is crazy because who would have thought that like Nick would have ended up marrying like how it was 22 year old. I don't know. After his age, after his age was such a thing on his season, like he ends up dating a girl like 20 years younger than him. Just the irony, guys. Like it's crazy. That is crazy. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Your girl Rachel just released a book. I know you were close with her. Are you still close with her? I haven't spoken to her in a while. Her and I are always good though. I love her. She was always my favorite supporter. She always had my back. Yeah. You guys were always cool. Um, so in her book, she um, touched on her feud with Raven. And like, you guys were all in the top four. Do you know anything? What did about she say that? about it? She basically like, they were super close at one point, And then apparently Raven did something that she will never be her friend again after it. And she doesn't want to disclose what it is. But everyone's so curious. Okay, I know what happened. Can you tell us? <laughs> Wait, hold on. You know what happened between Rachel and Raven? Yeah. I really can't talk about it. Okay, I'm going to ask vague questions then. Is it something involving the show? I love you guys, <laughs> but I just got, I'm like finally clear of all this drama and I do not want to get involved. Nope. I respect that. We have to ask. <laughs> no, of course. I do know what happened. It is juicy. Am I surprised Rachel touched on it? Yes. Okay. Do I think either of them? Do I think either of them are like wrong? No. But yes, I'm surprised Rachel would touch on it. Can you tell me if you think it's what your thoughts are on the fact that Raven has publicly said she doesn't know why Rachel is mad at her? I think Raven knows. Okay. Publicly, she says well, she doesn't actually, know. Actually. The situation is so like that it's like I don't know why Rachel would be mad at Raven but we know what it's about but we don't know why she's actually mad at Raven because Raven didn't do anything I'm so confused <laughs> so wait do we do know what that's it's about that's all I can say that's all I can say we have Fine. to move on I'm, I, I can't I'm scared okay moving on from them how do they approach you about paradise 
Well, it was always like on the table. They're like, you're going to paradise. And I don't know if you guys remember, but I was like, I'm not going, but I'm going to go. I kept saying it to everybody. I was like, I'm not going, I'm not going. And they're like, you have to go. Why didn't you want to? I don't know. Yeah, you were like, <laughs> yeah, I had a hunch. You were foreshadowing. You were like, something's going to happen there that Something I don't want. Something bad is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I shouldn't go. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know why. And then they were like, no, you have to go. And then I was like, fine, I'm going to go. Would you ever give Paradise or Dating on TV another shot? It seems as though you wouldn't give Paradise another shot. No, I because... would give Paradise another shot. I don't think ABC would let me give Paradise. Ugh, I would love for you to come on to Paradise I, so I much. I think they would give me a chance. Like, shit would fucking, like, turn around so quickly for them. Oh, it would. I would love to have you back on my TV again. <laughs> Why don't you, you don't think that you can write them and be like, hey, guys, come no, on. No, I think it's a little too far gone for that. It just, they have their own like issues with me and that's fine. I wish it was different. I would love to work with them again, but I will be dating on TV again. I will say that. <gasps> okay. When? Where? Can't say yet. But we'll Who? See. I need to know. No, it's okay. You guys will, you'll, you'll see soon enough. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. Okay, so soon. Coming so we're seeing Corinne back on TV. Corinne's coming back to TV. This is like huge. I know, I know. I just feel weird because like there's been so many opportunities where like I'm like, okay, I'm coming back to TV and then like something will happen where the show will fall through or like this and that. I mean, you know, the entertainment industry, it's always up and down, but it's looking pretty good right now. So I'm excited. I mean, the plan is for, for me to come back to TV and it will happen like one way or another in the future. Um, but we'll just see. It's a matter of when. Just I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready to jump back in, baby. That's well, rest so awesome. assured, uh, we're ready as well. And would you ever, like, you have such a story to tell. Like, this interview alone has been, like, so fucking juicy. Would you ever do a tell-all? Like, a tell-all book? Um, okay, well, the thing is, is I was writing a book, and I put a hold on it because of certain things. But the book is still in play. I was, like, the first one to, like, talk about writing a book and then everyone from the bachelor started talk, like to write books and like have ghost writers write their books and I'm like okay whatever um I just didn't I don't like being cookie cutter I just don't like that and like I wanted that's to, why you're like, here after everyone did it I was like I'm going to take my book in a different direction I fired my ghost writer for certain reasons and I'm kind of doing it on my own now and like I'll release it when I'm ready there is a lot of juicy stuff in there some stuff might need to be cut just because it is a little too tell-all but I am planning to do you know, a Corinne side of things type of thing. Not like outing anyone in a bad way, just my experience. Totally. Yeah. That's awesome. You're entitled to tell your own version of your story too. So, I mean, everyone else tells their own story. So you might as well have a voice yeah. as well. So we talked the other day, you're doing stand up. Can you tell us about what's going on with that? This is so exciting. I know you've done comedy before, but you have a show yeah. coming up, right? So I was doing a bunch of, um, little comedy shows at the comedy store in Hollywood. And I got super comfortable doing stand-up. And then I headlined the Irvine Improv. It was my own show. It was going to be the kickoff to my tour. And then COVID hit. So now in two weeks, I have my first show back at the rec room in Huntington Beach. It's going to be about 100 people starting off slow. Just because I am a little nervous getting back on stage for the very first time. I haven't even done any type fives even. So this is going to be me just like jumping in head first. Um, and I'm going to be traveling around doing a live show. And I have a really That's cool so co-host. I have some cool guest surprises, surprise guests. Um, and What's yeah, like some of the fun. stuff that you talk about in your um, like stand-up routines? Um, I talk about my life. I talk about dating. I talk about just like 
mm-hmm. that's happening. Just very, very, very relatable. Anything nice. from the show? Like you, re- I'm sure you reference like being on the yeah, show, right? Of course. I have to. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. Are you coming to New York to do it? Cause I, I really want to see it. I I'm having my agent at Gersh, my tour agent, um, plan it off. So yeah, I'll be coming to all the major cities. Um, and even some small ones too. Oh my cool. gosh. So guys, we'll be there in New York. Stephanie, we should definitely go. No, I'm, I mean, obviously I'm, yeah, you I, have to come. I already mm-hmm. told you. And then once you release the dates, we'll obviously share it here on the podcast. So you guys will all be up to speed yeah. on when you can go see Corinne. I'm so excited. February 20th is the first show in Huntington beach. Okay. Go guys. Mark your calendars. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what else do you have going on? Are you living in Jersey now? Where are you living? No, I'm living in Miami. I bought a condo okay. with my sister. Oh, nice. Um, it's super fun because I never thought like I'd be in a place in life where me and my sister could live together in our own apartment. Yeah. So the breakup happened. I'm like, let's do this. Is there a one shot to like actually live together and do this? And I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Good. What a time to be alive. Oh, yeah. I love it. So we're, we may see a book. She's going on tour. We are going to maybe see her on TV. You can buy customized beads at orosugarco.com. Yes. The podcast, Corinne Saves Us All. You guys can listen to some older episodes. I am revamping. I have a new co-host. So hopefully we'll be debuting that soon. It's going to be so fun. Um, but yeah, you can listen to Corinne Saves Us All um, right now. Amazing. Awesome. Well, Corinne, you've been a gem and exceeded our expectations, which I'm not surprised about. Thank you. What? filling the tea. Um, let's definitely stay in touch. I really do want to hear about when you do this other stuff because I, we yeah, I'll give you guys want to support always, always. And if there's anything you ever want my controversial opinion on something happens on the show, you know who to come to. Yeah. Okay. okay. So I'll DM you and we'll, we'll throw it in a uh, future episode. Shoot the shit, you know? Yes, please. Okay. Well, thank you so much. You were yeah, a doll. Thank okay, thanks guys. Bye babe. Bye. Bye. And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, be sure to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave us a nice review. And also subscribe so you never miss a future episode. It's very important. So important. And also, if you are a She's All Batch diehard, join our Facebook group. We have so many fun conversations going on there. I love chatting with all of you guys. But we're going to be doing exclusive giveaways there, different polls about episode topics, sharing of news in real time, and the link to the group will be in the episode description. So definitely check it out. I just want to kick off shout out of the week. We are shouting out all of Canada, every single person from Canada, because yes, I don't know if you guys saw on the She's All Batch stories over the weekend, but She's All Batch, two little girls starting their own podcast was the number one entertainment news podcast in Canada this weekend. And I was like, pretty blown away by that. We've never been one in Canada or US yet. Mm-hmm. And that was a really big deal for us. And when I put it up on my stories, I got a handful of messages from a few Canadian listeners and they totally backed up that they're big supporters. And that was just so cool. So if you are a Canadian, yeah. we love you. Woo! Yes, Canada. Maple leaves. What do they like up there? Maple leaves and moose and... Syrup, right? Oh, maple syrup? <laughs> yeah, syrup. There's definitely more things that are having to do with Canada, but the one time that I went to Canada, it was all about the maple syrup and the moose. And you know what so. else has to do with Canada? Apparently now the She's All Batch podcast. So 
we can add our podcast mm-hmm. onto the list. Yes. Um, Perfect. Okay. Uh, and be sure to check out our sponsors. All of the links are in the episode description if you want to check them out. But we have Everlywell. Use code She's All Batch for 20% off your at-home lab test. We have Bright Sellers. Get 50% off your first box of six bottles of wine by going to brightsellers.com slash She's All Batch 2. It comes down to like less than $10 a bottle with this deal. So like, guys, do that. And then... Also check out BetterHelp. You can use code She's All Batch for 10% off your first therapy session. Cool. So make sure to follow us, She's All Batch, and me at Jackie Maroney underscore. And I think that's it. See you guys next week. Bye, bitches. Hey guys, I want to tell you about one of my favorite podcasts, one that Stephanie and I have even guested on called Love to See It. It's a smart and progressive, snarky, but affectionate dissection of reality dating shows and what they say about all of us. Culture writers Emma Gray and Claire Fallon recap shows like The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, and beyond. And also, guys, they break down every episode in obsessive detail. And they unpack all the weird messages pop culture sends to us about love, sex, and dating. Listen to Love to See It wherever you get your podcasts.